0: Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come and join us at 10am every Sunday. Thank you, Father. We thank you that your word. We thank you for your word of truth that you've put in Peter's heart that you want to speak to us today. And I pray you'll help him to deliver your word to us, Lord. I pray you'll equip him with all that he needs right now. Holy Spirit, will you come and take those words, anoint them, And help us to apply them into our lives, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: So today um, brings us to the last bit of armour in our series on the armour of God. And uh, so if you you know your Ephesians, you're going to know exactly uh, where we're at. And um, if you were in church in the 80s, um, then you're going to probably feel right at home with how we're going to do this morning. Um, you're going to need access to a Bible. Um, You can do that with a physical Bible um, or with a phone. Um, If you haven't got a Bible or a phone, there's some Bibles at the back on the window ledge if you would like to get one. Um, But if you want to take part, then you need one or the other. So there's some people moving to grab a Bible So as I said, if you were in church in the 80s, you'd have probably done a sword drill, um, which is uh, trying to find um, something in the Bible the quickest possible. So there's going to be competition all the way through the morning, and we're going we're gonna to be able to tell what's better, new modern technology on your phone, or the old-fashioned Bible uh, all printed, um, which... One is going to be faster. I suspect some of the people with a well-thumbed Bible may be faster than those with tech. So, we're going to start off um, with the verse that I'm going to be speaking from this morning. So, I want you to just hold your phone or your Bible aloft, just so there's no cheating. Hold it up in the air. So, where we're going for um, is Ephesians 6 verse 17. Go, stand up and say it aloud. <laughs> Six, verse seventeen. Yep. Yeah. So, put on the helmet of salvation. So, Steve spoke really well about that last week, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So, um. The sword of the spirit today is our bit of armor and the big question is, is it really a piece of armor or is it something extra to the armor? And Steve said last week that the helmet of salvation, most important bit of the armor. Now I would argue that the sword is more important than the helmet, however you can't really use the sword properly unless you've got your helmet on cuz it's not safe. So, this this verse is incredibly rich, the sword of the spirit which is the word of God, and I just want to spend a couple of minutes just kind of unpacking that. So, if you can raise your Bible or your phone aloft once again, I want you to stand up when you you know the verse and you can speak it out. Nice and loudly, the first one. Oh, John, I missed out. Sorry, you you got a prize. There are prizes if you're the first one to stand up. So um, so the next one is John 1, verse 1. Go. So John 1, 1 says, In the beginning, the word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. Nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness but the darkness has not Overcome it now. John speaking about Jesus, the Word being there with God right at the beginning, before time, there was God with Jesus, who was the Word. And then we've got this verse from Ephesians that says, The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and that word in John 1 and in this Ephesians passage Logos in the Greek is the same word. So the sword of the Spirit, how the Spirit works, how it goes into battle is through Jesus who is the Word of God. But also when we read that we realize that the Word of God is the bible so we've got the word of god written and we've got the word of god jesus and in this verse from ephesians paul is referencing both he's talking about the fact that actually as we engage with the word written that actually we are in essence engaging into battle with Jesus and that's how the Holy Spirit in us works that's how the Holy Spirit in us goes into battle is through Jesus the word of God so there's this this kind of thing where we've got Jesus and the written word all together together now, the sword is offensive and defensive, okay? So, if you get your sword, it's defensive because if somebody comes at you, you can defend yourself. So, so Phil, if you can... Now, it feels. Yeah, I mean, on a Friday morning, it's like this when we meet as elders. There, there's battle, there's blood everywhere... No, there's not at all, but if, if Phil was going to come come and attack me, I don't know how you feel with the fact that I've got this in my hand, whether, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be really a lot more worrying if somebody's got a sharp sword, you're not going to run at them, are you? But equally, if somebody's running at you and you've got a sword, you're going to feel a lot stronger, Yeah. You're going to feel a lot safer. Now I'm not suggesting that in Matlock on a Friday night you start wandering down the street with your sword because you're going to get in trouble from the police. But you can metaphorically carry your sword with you at all times. And and Paul's saying you've got to have your sword with you. You don't put on the armour and go into battle And forget to take your weapon. It's pointless. You'd just be a sitting duck, wouldn't you? The enemy would come in and they would surround you. And it doesn't matter that you've just got a whole load of armor on. They're going to defeat you. You've got to have your weapon. So that when they come, you can attack them. So that you can defend yourself against everything that the enemy would bring. So... Put your sword aloft. No cheating. I saw last time people were going for it before I'd even said where I was going for. Some of you have got a thumb in a page thinking I know where he's going next. Okay, Jeremiah 1 verses 4 to 10. Oh, go for it. Yeah. Well done. That was really quick, wasn't it? I don't know how she got to Jeremiah that fast. But there's Jeremiah, a guy who says, look, I can't speak publicly for you. I'm a bit rubbish with my words. And this same word of God, God says to him, I'm going to put those words in your mouth. And because those words are in your mouth, you're going to be able to destroy. You're going to be able to overthrow Because my very power will be on your lips. Because as you speak my word, you're going to be wielding the sword of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jeremiah probably didn't understand quite in the same way as we do about the word and Jesus. He probably didn't understand about how the Holy Spirit works. But in essence, God let him have This holy understanding of who he was. And he sent him into battle. He sent him up against all the authorities. He was a lowly, depressed man. But God used him because he put his word in his mouth. And so if any of you think, I am too lowly, I just want to encourage you today understand his word because he wants to use you in powerful ways. It's not just Jeremiah. Think about Moses and the burning bush. The voice of God comes from the burning bush and our understanding is that Jesus in his very essence was there speaking the word to Moses and saying to him, You need to go to Pharaoh. This is the job I've got for you. Daniel's compatriots, they were put into the burning fire. And as the king looked into the fire, he sees someone else in there. They're not in the fire, in the battle on their own. But no, Jesus is with them in the difficult place. And as you go around your everyday life, as you are challenged, you need to have your sword. Because by having the sword, the word in the Spirit of God, you've got Jesus with you in the fire, in the place where you have to go and say stuff. So I want to ask you this morning, do you know The Word. Do you know Jesus, first of all? Because actually, if you don't, understanding what's in here kind of gets really tricky. So that's the first thing. But if you know Jesus, do you know the Word? Are you engaging with it? And I want to encourage you this morning. It's so important. Because if you know how to use the Word, if you know how to wield your sword you're going to be able to defend yourself and you're going to be able to go into battle for others. When we're in church, when we're in groups where there's Christians, often people say, God says. Well, how do you know whether God says if you don't understand what he says by reading the word? You've got to have that plumb line. Yes, you've got the Holy Spirit in you that, that speaks to you. But you need to line it all up with the Word of God. So, get your sword. Oh, people are like, I'm getting tired now. There's still a few more to go. So, Hebrews. No, 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 no. Put them up. You see, Tony, I saw you going. <laughs> Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. Go. Uh, you went second. <laughs> Neville.
0: <laughs> the word of God is alive and active, sharper
1: than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. <clears throat> Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare. Good job. Unlike my throw. Um, So the Word of God, this sword of the Spirit, divides. It gets in to the difficult bits and it cuts them open. So as we go through our life and, and there's stuff happening, what it says here is That when we understand the word of God, Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, gets in there and starts to operate. Starts to take out the things that need to be gone. The things that are causing rotting. That are causing decay. And he cuts them out. And he puts things back where they should be. Like a master surgeon. Everything is is laid bare before God he sees it all he understands what's going on in our heads he understands the situations we find ourselves in and the great thing is we're not there alone he gives us guide he gives us understanding of how we should respond take your sword Proverbs four, verse thirteen. Go. Oh, he's in again. <laughs> so, um, take hold of my instruction. This is this is a message to us. Take hold. That's not like. Lean your sword in the corner. It's no good there. Take hold of my instruction, says God. Okay? Don't let it go. Guard it, for it's the key to your life. It's the key to your life. Without it, you will die. That's what God says about his word. He says, grasp it. Not half-heartedly leave it. Grasp it. Take it. Be ready. Understand it. And when you do, you will get so much more out of life. Sword. If you still had your finger in the page, you'd do well. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22, go. I'm sure someone with an electronic Bible is going to be quickest. Yeah, they're already on the right page. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen to my words. Never let them get away from you. Remember them and keep them in your heart. They will give life and health to anyone who understands them. Yep. So when you have the word of God in you, you don't let sight of them let the word penetrate deep into your heart, then at that point you get life, you get healing. These are powerful words. This isn't just like, oh, that's lovely. You can't just kind of leave that there, can you? The word of God changes stuff. It changes our very understanding. It changes our hearts. And when it does, we are different. You got your sword? Psalm 119. <laughs> Suddenly, everyone's slightly hesitant. <laughs> now, I mean, if, if you were going to read that, that would take probably at least half an hour. Um, It is the chunkiest chapter of the Bible, so I'm not going to get you to read it at all. Um, But the, the longest chapter of the Bible, Psalm 119. Why is that so? Because it's all about God's Word. It's all about understanding who He is. And that when we do, He brings us wisdom. He brings us knowledge. He brings us safety and security. It's there for a reason. Right in the center of your Bible, it's like on the middle page, well, middle pages, because I think it's probably about 10 pages of most people's Bible, but it's a chunky chapter, and it's all about the fact that his word is central. Now, I want to encourage you, as you read the word, you you constantly come across new things. This week, I read this um, phrase which I had never consciously read before. It's in Genesis 49, and it describes someone as being as unruly as a flood. And I was out cycling this week, and uh, I was going past these houses, and they all had their flood defences on, and I was looking at them thinking, well, that's great, but surely the water's going to kind of go round the edge of that flood defense and you're still going to end up with wet houses. How does that work? When the thing is, a flood gets in around every corner. Protecting yourself against a flood is really difficult. And there's this, there was this phrase, as being as unruly as a flood, which is just such a graphic picture. And actually, it just got me thinking, that is what the devil is like he's like a flood and getting your defenses against the flood is so difficult you've got to plug every gap and how do you do that if you don't understand what's in your armory if you don't understand what your sword is like and how you can use it he can sneak in around the back There's that psalm, isn't it? He's as sneaky as a thief. It describes the devil. And then things you forget. I read this in Matthew this week, uh, Matthew 16. And uh, I'd forgotten that this came from Jesus. So Jesus says, red sky at night, shepherd's delight. Red sky in the morning, shepherd's warning. And it's like, oh, that is Jesus who said that. I like the version that goes, red sky at night shepherd's delight, blue sky at night, day. I'm glad it actually got a laugh, and so that made me laugh for hours when I first heard that. Um, but Jesus actually said something that he's, you know, when you see a red sky in the evening, you're like, oh, red sky at night, shepherd's delight. And um, it's just one of those things that we're all aware of, but yet the word of Jesus, it permeates our very culture, Everywhere we look, we see the effect of this in our lives, in our laws, in everything. And when we understand it, we understand how to live. We understand how to fight against the enemy. So you'll recognize that as I've been talking here, I've been talking a lot about us individually. And you'll know that I've said that as we look at this armor that we need to talk about how do we use this corporately because this was written to the church so Paul's saying as a church take your sword the spirit which is the word of God and wield it protect yourself with it corporately so how do we do that corporately And I want to say it's in the very essence of church. That as we gather, we use, we appropriate the word of God. As we listen to teaching. As we speak into one another's lives. As we prophesy to one another. As we are Jesus to one another as we are Jesus to the poor and to the lost, the very Word of God is coming in. And it's changing who we are. It's changing the way we think. And so corporately, we need to understand this Word and we need to use it. Now, some of you may say, but the Bible's right, boring." I've tried to read it. I got as far as Leviticus. I gave up. Didn't understand it. And I want to encourage you there's loads of different ways that we can engage with the Bible. So um, I've just um, bought some Bibles with me. You might have your phone. On your phone, you can have loads of different versions of the Bible. Um, I've got here, this is my NIV. It's the one that I had at Bible College. It's got loads of extra stuff written in it, loads of highlighting. I go back to this one all the time. I don't use it as my everyday Bible anymore because I use my new living because actually it's really easy to understand. So if you're struggling when you read the Bible, get hold of a new living one. I think that's the ones that have been at the back of the room. Um, the new living ones are just easy to understand I've got one here that's got loads of spaces for me to write in, because actually if I scribble all over it and I write words in it, um, that's okay. The paper's not like something that's sacrosanct, you're allowed to do that, so I've got one for scribbling all over. Some of you um, are probably were brought up with the King James, this is my King James Bible from, it's got an inscription in the front from 1895, it's very dusty, um, so it's an ancient thing i'd encourage you it's not kind of an everyday bible it's in ancient english which for me is really difficult to understand but if you um understand about how the bibles were translated this was translated from the latin vulgate the vulgate had some errors in it and the errors are still in it So it's not quite perfect. So if you want to read the King James, you should read the New King James, and I quite like my New King James. It's had all those errors taken out, and all the ancient language has been changed, like thee and thou, into you and me. It's a lot easier to understand, and so I'd encourage you, use that version if you're going with King James. But if you're really struggling, go with the message. The message, it's a lot bigger because it's got a lot more words in it but it's really easy it's like reading a novel so if you want to sit down and kind of like i want to read a whole book of the bible get hold of a message and read the whole book because you can read a whole book in one go because it's just like sitting down with a novel and the reason i've brought all of these is just to encourage you the bible comes in loads of different formats and so you can engage with the word of god in different ways and i want to encourage you to try Because if you're not reading it, if you're not listening to it, then it's really difficult for it to affect you. And if you want to be affected by God, if you want to understand what he's saying, if you want to understand what he's got for you, you need to engage with the word. So what other ways are there? Well, studying it together with other people really important you can do it personally and there's loads of study stuff um, if you've got the electronic bible on your phone there's hundreds thousands of little studies in there that you can use to help you understand it and they're really well written a lot of them so I just encourage you to do that but studying it together is really important who's not in a community group to anyone in the room who's not in a community group, I'm not sure I believe you. I think there's probably some people who aren't in a community group in this room. I want to encourage you get into a community group. We can put you in touch with some people in your area um, who you can go and meet with regularly. If we're not meeting regularly, then we don't have a chance for people to speak into our lives. And people say, Where's the pastoral? care in our church, what happens in small groups. As we gather in small groups, we have the opportunity for people to speak the word of God into our lives. And you know what? We get changed by it. And you might be knackered on an average Wednesday evening or whichever night it is that a group near you meets and think, I just can't deal with that. But there's not a week that goes by when I don't afterwards think, I've heard something more of the Word of God. So I want to encourage you. That's where you'll get input. That's where you'll get prayer. And that's where you'll be able to sharpen your sword. And the thing about swords is they go blunt. You've got to sharpen them. And we do that together. As we meet together, you're just sharpening your sword and making it ready for battle. It's a safe space. I'd encourage you to listen to sermons. Um, I do that when I'm out and about, just listening to what other people are teaching. I read books, songs. Phil said, I knew all the words of all those songs. Some of them he hadn't sung for a wee while. but, But he knew all the words. And you know what? Those words were full of truth. So songs are a brilliant way And you may not be somebody who can read, but you can listen to songs and you can learn songs. I'd encourage you, listen to some good worship. And you know what? God will speak into your life. It'll help you memorize the Bible. And actually, memorizing the Word of God is really powerful. Because in the midst of battle, you don't go, oh, sorry, I'm just going to look that up. In the midst of battle, you've got to go, you know what? It says this. Jesus, when he was in the desert, and the devil is tempting him, says, the word of God says. And you know what? It had power. The devil backed down and eventually left Jesus. Because actually, Jesus was able to say, the word says. And we need to be ready, ready in battle with our sword so that we can do that so my final thing don't be put off you look at the bible and you're like oh flip me it's so complicated but don't be put off get into the word because this is a battle and God through his word there is the power of Jesus on those pages and this is your sword of the Spirit for you to wield. So pray, read the Word, and wield your sword. What time is it? It's twenty past. I don't think we've got time to come back for a song, have we? Have you got? Have you got a song? You haven't got a song. Okay. You have got one. Well, I think it'd be a good way to finish. Um, <laughs>
0: Just one thing I want to say on the Bible app is really good. Is that if you've got you're connected with other people in the church, your group or whatever, you sometimes just highlight a verse, and others get notification of your highlight. And you might not think it blesses somebody else, but it just might. Oh yeah, that's when you highlight it, yours. and it's very easy to highlight a verse. So God speaks to you. You're reading, you get a verse, and it just you highlight it. Somebody else pick that up. I think that was just for me today. Right. I needed that verse. And that's how God uses his word to bless us as well. And to bless one another with. Just by highlighting something these newest times. And some people are really clever and they put nice pictures behind them as well. Rosie does that quite often, I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them come through and I get their notifications. But sometimes you think, oh, I just needed to hear that today. And they pop up at the most random times on your phone it's not fixed at the time they necessarily highlight it and you can be in the midst of something and it comes up on your phone and you're reading it and think oh it's really helpful right now right in this moment that's really helpful and encouraging so I'm going to encourage you to use it the technology's there let's use it to bless one another with the word of God